When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the SteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, and Dave Schofield, the editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. We already talked about in part one Steelers players to watch. I want to talk about first Bills players. Bills players that you're thinking, my gosh, this guy scares the crud out of me for a lot of reasons. I think I know who we're going to mention right off the bat. First two, we'll go with. Uh, I'll let Dave go first because Dave's always complaining about Brian oh, stealing his answer. So Dave, I, two. I was going to go with Brian. Didn't say so. Go I'll with go the first. player that you're looking at, and this is just you. You're thinking this guy scares me entering this game on Sunday. Who is it? Believe it or not, I'm actually I'm going with the quarterback. I'm going with Josh Allen. I think he, you know, a lot of people have him as a possible MVP candidate. I know if if you do your your season long fantasy um, football, I know most places had him ranked the number two quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes. A lot of thing, a lot of big things expected out of him this year. So with that, and it's and it's funny because I, I saw some people throwing around some numbers in the live chat of like, oh, the Steelers need to do this. They got to make sure this doesn't happen. A lot of that was exactly the stuff that I talked about on the Steeler Stat Geek podcast, which is on our audio-only platform. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go do that because that's exactly what we talked about. But I even try to break it down with like Josh Allen. Oh, well, if he rushes for a lot, do they have more success? There was no correlation. You never know if this guy's going to throw for a ton of yards, run for a ton of yards, 
or both. He's just one. He's he reminds you. I'm not saying they're the same, but the but the idea of that he can almost do any anything and make things happen kind of felt like one BTR early in his career that he was just kind of you know when Ben would shake off those defenders and still complete the passes, stuff like that. You never know with this guy, if he's going to, if he's going to take off, you know, but as Keith Butler said today, Hey, I hope he wants to run a lot because we like to hit guys who run, you know, <laughs> to paraphrase what he said. So, but you, you can't look at this team and, and not look at the quarterback and, and say that, yeah, that's someone we really have to make sure that we account for. Good pick. Good pick. Indeed. Brian, what about you player to watch? First okay. of all, Dave, if you're going to quote Keith Butler, throw in a few dad gummits. Dad gummits. You know they were in. <laughs> dad, um, dad gummit, I hope he runs it. <laughs> man, I tell you what, Josh Allen is absolutely – I I think he is that next quarterback. In fact, I had a fantasy draft where I just picked him yesterday instead of Mahomes because I think this guy's going to be lighting up numbers, but that's for another thing. The guy that he's throwing to is Stefan Diggs, and the Steelers – have this tendency to play better against guys that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", those tall receivers. They they kind of match up better with them. And But these guys that are six foot and fast, they struggle a little bit more with. Remember all those years they struggled with a guy like John Brown who would, who would light them up. John Brown's not on this team anymore, and I'm not talking about him, but I'm talking about Stefan Diggs. I love everything that this guy does. He's just dangerous. They shut him down in the first half last year. You just knew watching that game on December 15th last year that that was not going to be enough. The second half, he just lit them up. And he has that ability to turn it on. So this is a guy that I would probably... yeah, You've got to stop him. Everyone knows you've got to stop Josh Allen. But if you stop Stefan Diggs, it's going to be easier to stop Josh Allen. Yeah, those two are obviously the main two that people will bring up when it comes to this. I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball, and it's the other Edmonds brother. What is this one's first name, Brian? Do you, well, what he goes by. I'm not sure if it's his official name like you always talk about. Um, I think he is uh, – I think he is just – that's his name, Tremaine. Uh, okay, so he doesn't have – okay, so that's that's unique. Anyways – Tremaine is a player that I think is getting better and better. And he was a first round pick for a reason. I think he's a really good inside linebacker. He's someone that can wreck your plans at trying to get it to the tight end, things like that. Um, I'll go in that direction because I knew Diggs and Allen were going to be the first two that you all mentioned. Is it just me though? Outside of, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, people know these names. Maybe it's just me. And I talked with Michael Beck on my Let's Ride podcast for Friday, and I asked him the same question. I said, you know, you all know the NFL as a, as a whole better than I do. I know the Steelers well, but I don't know the, all the NFL. I, what else should I be afraid of with this Buffalo Bills roster? I mean, seriously, tell me. White, the corner. Okay, yeah. absolutely. Good mm-hmm. good pick. Anyone else? Um, I mean, both running backs, Singletary. He, Singletary, he was mm-hmm. – it's him and Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss is a little bit scarier if you think of me, think of it. But last year, Singletary was he was one of the two NFL running backs. You've heard me say this a bunch of times, who had more than a hundred carries and started. Actually, he was only, he was the only one of two, regardless of carries, that started sixteen games at running back in the NFL last year. Him and Derrick Henry. That was it. So 
Well, he's what out about, there. What about right. the trenches? Offensive line, defensive line, they any good? Can they get after the quarterback? Are they good? Oh, at yeah. Yeah, you've got Ed Oliver, who was a top 10 pick. Um, Jerry Hughes is tough. Uh, Mario Addison, I believe he's still in there. Um, Is Latuite or Latua? I can never pronounce his name be there that i mean he's been out he's been out of practice the last two days well they didn't practice today it was a projected injury report but yeah he didn't practice on wednesday their bills fans are a little bit like yeah it kind of isn't good if he's not going to be available yeah how do you say his name again i I can't remember latula or something like that or something like that yeah and star isn't that his first name star star yes speaking of names if you see it I put it up there. I was wrong. It is Fazan Tremaine. See, that's what I was referring to. I knew Tremaine was his name. I think people in the live chat were like, well, Jeff, his name's Tremaine. No, but it's not their first name. Anyway, His first name is Fazan. Really? Okay. They need to tell yeah. Pro Football Reference because they just say he's Tremaine. Uh, <laughs> I, I just found that in there. Farrell Edmonds was the dad, so he put everybody yeah. with Fuzz in there. Yeah. All right, so um, let's do – I, I have one more. Which I think is 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 the biggest concern, Sean McDermott. I think he is a top notch NFL coach. He adjusts well in games. He he's he's someone that you you. It's it's hard to one up him if you know what I mean as a coach. It's very difficult to out coach this Buffalo Bills team. So you just have to have to beat them. I feel like they're one of the best coach teams in in the NFL at least last year. We'll see if that carries into twenty twenty one. All right. We did this all last season. I want to carry this over into the 2021 regular season. That is our X factor. Thinking of something, someone that is, whatever the case may be, could decide the outcome of the game based on their play or really we can expand this beyond players. It could be coaches. It could be venue. It could be anything. So guys, week one, Buffalo bills and Buffalo. We'll start with Brian. What's your X factor? In this game, give me Cam Sutton in this game. It's uh, a lot's going to fall on him in this game. I I could see him making a big play, or I mean, I'd hate to see it go the other way, but that could. Okay, Cam Sutton. I like that. I like that a lot. Dave, what about you? Any X factor? Let's go, Minka. Um, back there, you know, doing his thing in the defense, um, seeing if he can disrupt stuff, allow the Steelers to do things in the regular season that they didn't really do in the preseason because they couldn't, because he wasn't playing, if you know what I mean. So let's see if, uh, if, if, if Minka can come in there and force that takeaway. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with Najee Harris based on the fact that when I was reading that article that was written on Buffalo rumblings, the one thing that everyone, because I had was asked, they asked about Najee Harris, and I answered the question saying he looks like he looks like a playmaker whenever he has the ball in his hands. And people started bringing up his preseason stats, and that in the regular season he's not going to be able to bounce off people and behind the line of scrimmage and make plays out of nothing, something out of nothing. So for me, this is Najee Harris. It, you know, prove yourself, even if the offensive line isn't up to snuff early in the season. Can you still make plays the way we think he can? Make a player miss and then get some positive yardage. All yardage always falling forward, being versatile, a player that can not just run the football inside and outside, but can also catch as a receiver. So I'm really looking forward to Najee Harris. I feel like he is a guy 
that can take over a game if he starts getting hot. Remember the last time the, the Steelers won in Buffalo uh, was when Le'Veon Bell went absolutely berserk against the Bills. I think he had more yards combined receiving and rushing than the Bills' entire team had combined in that contest. And I want to say that was in 2016. So um, that's who I have. Now, before we get into – what's up, Dave? I was going to say one thing I wanted to say about that is people are like, but if the line is that bad, can they take Najee out of the game? You know what you got to do then? You've got to get him with the dump off passes. Exactly what you said, Jeff. Yep. If 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 you're not if you're not have if he's getting hit by two guys in the backfield every time they hand the ball off, then guess what you got to do? You've got to you've got to hit him on the little flare on the on the crosser or something and get yep. him involved in the pass game. So you're exactly right. I want to ask before we get into over under. I want to ask you guys what your thoughts are about. It really any NFL team. This isn't just specific to the to the Steelers. Half of the NFL is going to be traveling, and half the NFL is going to be dealing with crowd noise for the first time since really 2019. Yes, there were mm-hmm. some stadiums that had fans last season. Never a packed house. Um, let's talk about how big of a factor that is here. Is it a factor? Is it not a factor? Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. I absolutely don't think that it's going to be a factor because the Steelers are used to this. They're not a team that that's really, really crumbles in the face of another crowd. Now, Buffalo, you talked about their fans earlier. Dave and I can attest. I abhor Buffalo fans and Bill's Mafia just because the way they came into Heinz Field two years ago and weren't didn't have these two years these last two years they were they had an air about them that they were better than everybody and have, have haven't won a thing uh so you know since then they've they've done so much better but they're the most obnoxious fans but where are they the most obnoxious they're the most obnoxious fans in the parking lot that's that, that's kind of where they are. I mean, yes, they are throwing women. They are body slamming women through tables. They, are, <laughs> I, I've got tons of video. They body slam their own. They're jumping <laughs> off of RVs into flaming tables. They're drinking. They're they're insane and they're obnoxious. One thing that they do though, they back it up by like, hey, we can act like complete idiots, and then we will find your player that we just beat up and give hundred thousand dollars to their favorite charity so we're awesome and i think that's great that they give money to charity and they do stuff like that but they are very obnoxious fans but it doesn't i don't think it's going to carry over into the stadium to affect the steelers as much as many people would think dave what about you well no matter whatever happens with btsc or how else everything ever goes down Brian and I will always have that moment where we got the spoon as we watched the Steelers play the Buffalo Bills. So um, I said it in Stat Geek. This is not a stadium where you really feel like Steelers Nation could come in and take over. Yes, it's closer to Pittsburgh than some other places, but you know what? Those Bills fans, especially when their team has potential and hope, they are showing up. That's what they're going to do. So I think it is going to be an interesting, a a challenging environment. I just don't know that it's going to be to the level that it will severely um, affect the outcome of the game. The one thing I just don't want to see are those false start penalties. If they go silent count with Kendrick Green and you look at Dan Moore and you got a whole new offensive line, really. 
um, except for Chuk's a core for right tackle. I, I would hate to see that become an issue, but I agree with basically what you all were saying. All right, you all ready for some over-under? Oh, yeah, can't wait. Okay, so this is the first time this, you know, we try and do this in the preseason. It's really difficult. So we're going to, I I kept it simple. I, I kept yardage and total yardage and stuff like that out of it. So let's start off with Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger's touchdowns, touchdown passes. Uh, we're going to start with the over-under line set at two and a half. Brian, what, what say you? Over-under, two and a half Ben Roethlisberger touchdowns. I'm saying slightly under. I think he's throwing for two. Okay. What about you, Dave? I'm saying under. Do you have a number or just you know it's going to be under that? I'm saying under. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with under as well. I think it's going to be two. Uh, let's go with Najee Harris touchdowns now. I have the line set at a half. Therefore, it eliminates the push. Brian, what do you think about Najee getting in the uh, touchdown zone? I think he's getting into the touchdown zone not just once, but twice. Nice. One in the air and one on the ground. I like your line of thinking. Dave, what about you? I'm going to go over with one, and I'm not going to say if it's air or ground. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to go over as well. I think Najee hits Pager for the first time in his NFL career. All right, let's go with Chase Claypool was someone I went with all the time last year because he was scoring so many touchdowns. Chase Claypool touchdowns does not have to be receiving, mind you. Does not have to be receiving. One and a half. We'll go with Brian Anthony Davis. I'm going to say under. Okay. Does he hit pay dirt at all for you? I don't think. Okay. What about you, Dave? Under. All right. I'm going under as well. Here's what I'm interested in. Just your all's take. TJ Watt sacks in this game. The line set at two. <laughs> Brian, what do you think? I could see him getting one. Let's go under. Okay. Dave? I, I before you set the line, I thought push. of the number I wanted. Push. I'm not going to push. I'm not going to push. Okay. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say he gets one and a half. It would have been two, but someone else shows up along with him. See, sacks are tough because you can actually have a half a sack. Yeah. <laughs> so trying to develop that line stuff. Okay, so you said under one That's and a half. That's what you say, two and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so you said under, Dave? I said under with one and a half. All right, I'm going to say push. I think he gets two. I think he's going to be fired oh, up. See, I, I didn't think I was allowed to push. <laughs> You're allowed uh, to push. You're allowed to push. Now, of course you want to say push. You set the line. You did the I right know. line. I know. What, what the heck? All right, so turnovers by the Pittsburgh Steelers, giving the ball away. The line set at one and a half. Brian, what do you think? I'm going to say over with two. Ugh. Dave? See, I think this is the key, one of the keys to the game. If they, they need to be in that positive turnover margin, I mean, do you realize – Last year, the Steelers only lost one game where they were even or ahead in turnover margin. And that one game was when it was even, and it was to the Buffalo Bills. So you said one and a half? That is the, that's the line set, yes. I'll say under. I'm going to go with under as well. I think they might turn it over once, but I don't think they turned it over twice. How about Steelers takeaways, defensive takeaways? The line set at one, even. Brian? Even. I think they're going to get one. Dave? Push. I'm going to say push as well. I think one, um, I'd love to see him get more, you know, Josh Allen, get him flustered, maybe a strip sack or something. I'm not sure if it happens. So Steelers overall sacks, defensive sacks out of line. This is kind of high for me before four. What do you think, Brian? I think they're getting two. I think the stack, the sack streak continues, but I don't think they go nuts. Okay. Dave, what about you? 
I'm going to go under because last year during the regular season, there was only one game where the Steelers only had one sack and it was against the Buffalo Bills. So I think they'll get more than one, but I don't think they'll get to four. All right. I think they go, I'm going to go under with three. And then last, how many uh, sacks surrendered by the Steelers? So that's this new offensive line. I have the line set at three and a half. Brian, what do you think? Under three. Okay, Dave. Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to say under. I'd love to say because they never gave up more than two last year. So I'd love yeah. to say that, but I I just don't. There's so much with this offense. I'm not sure. Are they are they going to hold on to the ball longer this year? I'll say under, but I'm not sure if it's going to be two or three. I hope it's under. <laughs> I hope it's under. All right, before we get to trivia, let's do our score predictions. So this is the time. I know that some of you have already given your predictions, but for those of you, those people that might just listen to the preview or I haven't heard your predictions yet, I'd love to know what you all think. Brian, why don't you go ahead and give us your prediction first? How do you see it shaking down? By the way, the spread is, the last I checked, the Steelers are getting six and a half points on the road in this game on Sunday. So we want the spread and straight up. So, Brian, what do you think? Did you want the over-under? Oh, sure. What is the over-under right now? I'm bringing it up right now. Yeah, go ahead. Give me over The spread is still six and a half, and the over-under is 48.5. Okay. 48.5. That's insane. Okay, go ahead, Brian. You know what? I'm going to defer to Dave because I'm looking up my uh, prediction. I can't remember what it was. I didn't because, I didn't put mine in writing yet, but yeah. I if I come up with a new one, you'll be like, Well, you said this, and then yeah, I, I'll get the, I, I'll get I that message. So. I know what you mean. Um, I didn't put mine in the article yet because I wanted to save it for here. I did reveal it off air after the Scobro show because Rich has to do his. With the news today of TJ Watt, I'm riding on such a high. I so wanted to change it, but I'm gonna stick with what it is. I am going in a very low-scoring affair. That's why I was going under in a lot of these touchdowns. I'm actually going 17-13 Buffalo is what I'm doing here um, because I think the defense does enough to keep the Steelers in this game. I think the Steelers cover. And it's not that I don't think they can win. I think they absolutely can. But I think a lot of different things have to go right and there's a lot of question marks that we still don't know with like slot corner, the offensive line, and they need to kind of all work together in order for them to succeed. So I think they could. I'm just going odds wise that it's it's just going to be a close one instead. All right, Brian, are you, are you ready? Yeah, I am. And you know what? I This is the part of the show that I hate the most. I hate this. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I go with my gut and my gut's usually wrong. So that's why I like to go with my gut. And But I'm not a pessimistic guy. I'm actually a very optimistic person. But I've seen this movie before. And I've seen it happen. I could actually see the Steelers. Not gonna, they're not going to get crushed in this game. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they win. But what I'm seeing in my head is that they lose this game 30-24. to 24, But they win the rematch in the playoffs. And that's what keeps on playing in my head. That's what I keep feeling. So I'm going to go ahead and and do it. I'm going to go ahead and, like Michael O'Malley says, pull a Costanza. And I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to be pessimistic on this and say that they lose. But once again, how many times have we seen them go to AFC Championship games and losing Week One? <laughs> a lot. 
All right. I'm, I, you know, I'm the one that has, is taken over the duties of doing the staff pick article for behind the steel curtain. So I've already taken a look at almost everyone's picks that not mine, <laughs> not Dave's and mine's not up there yet either. Um, but still amazed by a lot of the, fa- a lot of us that, that are contributing in some way, shape or form to this platform, whether it's podcast written or both, that a lot of people think that this is a game the Steelers are going to f- just trip and fall. And I could see it. I'm not going to be stunned if they lose this game. I just think that there's something special about this team. I'm I'm really amped up. Like Dave said, after TJ Watt signing that contract, I've made this prediction though before that news even broke. I think the Steelers find a way to win this football game. And I think that Chris Boswell is the one is the leg that does it. Dave said the other day that he hasn't had those kicks. He hasn't been in position to have those game winning kicks. I think this is one of those. I think the Steelers win 27 to 24. And it's going to be a game where Buffalo is going to look every bit as good as everyone thought. And I think a lot of people are going to say, wow, the Steelers, maybe they're better than we thought. And it was listening to that Chase Claypool interview when he said, I'm not going to say anything, but there are some position groups that are going to be a lot better than people think because I see them every day in practice. And that's, that stuck out to me. It For some reason it did. So make sure you check that out. Daniel H., Gives us a dollar ninety nine. This is a good topic before we get to trivia. What are the AFC North standings after Week One? Shoot, the way everyone else is predicting, it could be everyone's zero and one. One, it could be, yeah. I mean, you think about Pittsburgh and Buffalo. You have the Monday Nighter, Baltimore, who doesn't have any running backs. I don't think left on their roster after Gus Edwards <laughs> towards ACL today, and they think so did Marcus Peters. He did, um, yeah. So yeah. those those are confirmed. My gosh, they're looking at Le'Veon Bell, and I don't even know who the other guy's name is. Um, then apparently they they were are also signing um, late today, looking at uh, Devontae Freeman. Oh, Devontae. so not Todd Gurley? Okay, that's yeah. fine. Um, so for me, I mean, do you think that them going to Oak, the I'm sorry, Las Vegas, they're going to play the Raiders on Monday night? That's a tough game. You look at the Browns going to Kansas City, and then I believe the Bengals play the – help me out here, gentlemen <laughs> – Come on. Do we care? Uh, now I'm trying to just. I know. I'm just trying to remember. I, I, Minnesota. Oh, Vikings. Minnesota. Minnesota yes, Vikings. Vikings. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Anyways, I, thanks, for the, I would thanks not, for the tip. I would not be shocked if that ends up being the case. And it's. I came up with the score of my game early in the week because I didn't want to motion. And I said, I'm going to stick with it because I didn't want to motion to get the best of me. Because right now, if I had to pick it, I'd still keep it with the Bills at 17, but I would be giving the Steelers more. Yeah. That's just me. All right. Let's do some trivia. Dave, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. I do think there will be no, no teams are going to be more than one game back in the AFC North after this week. So it's going to be nice and close. Um, Very good. (laughs) All right. This trivia, it doesn't really have as much to do with with the with the bills or anything like that. I mean, I could have gone and done something fancy. Like I already mentioned the 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 stat that the I mean, the Steelers haven't lost a 1 p.m. kickoff in Buffalo since 1999. Not in Buffalo, but against Buffalo, just whether home or away. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the, the their their last they've lost the last two to them, but it's they've been primetime games. So it'll be interesting to see. They've only ever faced off once in week one, but I got to look at the Steelers schedule as a whole. And I found it interesting, and I'm like, okay, the Steelers, they go, they're going to go AFC East, AFC West, AFC North. I'm like, okay, so they're starting with three straight AFC 
games before they have an NFC matchup in week four against Green Bay. When's the last time the Steelers opened up with three straight AFC games? Hmm. If I must, I can I can start to give hints as we need to, but this is a Brian question. This yeah. is not a Jeff question. Go no, ahead. No, Jeff can think of, of schedules. Yeah, but it's gosh, yeah. to start the season. Like I can yeah. remember 2019. They Seattle was week two when Ben got hurt, so that kicks yep. 2019 out. Last season, 2020, they started against New York, so that kicks 2020 out. Mm-hmm. 2018, I, shoot, I can't remember what I did yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> let alone 2018. Go ahead, Brian. You have a guess? Well, they started off against Cleveland in 2018, and my gosh, I I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead and say it's not 15. Let's go ahead and say... Uh, 2017. Okay, I will tell you this that in that in 2018 that was the the week 3 was the infamous stiff arm heard round the world by one Vance McDonald. Bay, yeah. Okay. 2017 they actually played um two of their first three games were against NFC opponents. They played Minnesota in week 2 and Chicago in week 3. To go back to the last season, and it's and it, it's funny because it's the only season in the in the Mike Tomlin era that they've opened with three straight AFC games was in 2012 when the Steelers played Denver, New York, and Oakland. Then had a bye week, and they came off the bye to play the Eagles. Hmm. So that was the last time. But what's interesting is the the Tomlin era is what kicked it off in 2007 because. They, from if you start in 2007 and keep going back, they didn't play an NFC opponent in the first three games until 1998. They had a gap from 98 to 07 where they did not play any NFC opponents in the first three weeks of the season. So that's crazy. That is a good statistic. Brian looks confused. Not not that it matters. 98 to 07? 98 to 07, they did not play an NFC team in the first three weeks of the season. Okay, I am actually going to go ahead and challenge that because I was at week two in 1998, and I believe it was either the Bears or the Washington football 1998 was the Bears. That's why I said from 1998 to 2007, meaning 98 they did and 2007 they did. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, those were the last years they did it. Sorry if that wasn't very clear. It, yeah, it like was a challenge, but, yes, but you were I, right. It was the Bears. The, won the Mike Tomlin challenge flag was just like, <laughs> you're just like coach Tomlin, Brian. It looks like you got it. I've got him. I finally got him. And, and I did sorry, it. You nope, lose it. Nope, yeah. you lost it. <laughs> well, why do, why do I, I challenge the Oracle? I mean, I, I don't I, know. Oh, no, no, no. It was just, a, it was just a confusion with how I stated it. Meaning was I included 98 in the year that they didn't or they did. So yeah. Brian, do you have any trivia for Yes, tonight? I do. And I love this. I, I love this one. Um, so in the, I, I consider the modern era 1969 and up, and I know the merger is 70 and up, but so if you look all the way back, the Steelers have played all but two teams in the AFC on opening game. There are two teams that they have never played in week one. Who are they? In the AFC? Yes. Okay. Are you... Hmm. 
And I'm going to, they're current, I'm going to call them current AFC teams. Current okay, so AFC. like okay. the Seattle Seahawks going to the NFC doesn't have okay. Yeah, so teams that are currently in the AFC, um, because, hmm. That's and you know what, I'm going to say this, there's no trickiness to this. Okay. There's no. I'm gonna guess. No... I'm gonna guess the Raiders just off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember. And I can't remember them ever in my lifetime. I I don't remember okay. that. Are they Houston. They did. Cleveland. They did a bunch. It's been, it's been Baltimore. It's been. Did they have they ever opened against Cincinnati? I mean, they had to in there somewhere, right? No. Is it Cincinnati? Cincinnati's one. Wow. Really? Wow! Yes. I just couldn't think of one. So I'm like, there's another, and it's not the Oakland, and it's not the Raiders oh, of any kind. They're two and one. Okay. Yes, the other team okay. is uh, not a divisional team. I was gonna say because it's not. You mean not division? I know. It's, let's see, because Houston would have been the easy one because they're the newest, but it's not them. It's not. I'm thinking of how long they've been around. It's not Jacksonville. Uh, it's not Buffalo because that was '78. New England, Miami, they have. I'm just eliminating them in my mind. The Jets. I'm thinking about the Jets. You would be correct. Would I? I'm yes. just trying to go through teams and think of them yep. if I remember them at all. Because now, might, yeah. The team that they've played the most, the Cleveland Browns, and they're 4 mm -hmm. 1 and 1 against the Cleveland Browns. They've played Baltimore four times and they're 2 and 2. There are three teams in the AFC that they have never beaten on opening day. Do you know who they are? AFC. Yes. <sighs> and it's not the obvious one. Hmm. Jeff, you, you can chime in. <laughs> I thought Jeff was frozen Jeff. for a second. <laughs> no, just, this is not my wheelhouse. So, so okay. So, Okay. And you said that you're going back to seven sixty nine, right? Yeah, but that that really okay. that really doesn't 70, play into yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't play no. into it. Post merger teams they haven't beat. Um, and now they say that doesn't matter how many times they played them. No, doesn't matter how many times they just don't okay. beat them on opening day. Um, it's been more than once. Let's see. I know they they I can't say New England because I think they beat them a long time ago. 1979 Monday Night Football. Okay. I'm only remembering this from stats that I've looked up. Uh, a team they've had. I'm going to go with Denver. Denver, they are 0-2 against. They are also, oh, they cannot beat Kansas City. Okay, because okay. Denver's just a team that they don't beat <laughs> yes. very well anyway. And you know who they cannot beat on opening day is the Jacksonville Jags. Really? Yes. How many times did they play them? At least I, twice, right? I have them twice in 0 and 2. One was the Jim Miller game in 96, and one was that that 2001 game. They went to the AFC Championship game, but they got crushed on opening day. Didn't they? Right, they but, like, didn't even right, score a touchdown, right? Yeah, it was the uh, it was the game before uh, before 9 11. The uh, so it was that game that uh, okay. almost going to make me look 20 years ago to the day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here you go. You want to go? You want to go opening, uh, opening game since the merger? Um, can you name the the? Well, I can't say that. Uh, I was just 
trying to look up stuff. What about teams that shut that that the Steelers got shut out against? I, I know the Cleveland Browns. They lost fifty-one to nothing in '89. Yep. Okay. And the and in '86 they lost like thirty to nothing to Seattle. Yes, they did. There's one. There's one more for sure I know of because it's more recent, and that was the sixteen to nothing in two thousand against oh, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So let's not talk about those. There you go. <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Good Sorry trivia, we lost gentlemen. You, Jeff. Yeah. Good trivia. Those there. were fun. Yeah, tons. Okay, let's go with some final thoughts. Uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and go? You know what? I am so glad that opening week is here. I'm looking around the division. You're seeing you're seeing a very interesting change in the division. It's unfortunate that the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm not being facetious here when I say this, have lost so many players to injury. I've been taught to never root for an injury on another team. I always want to be the team at its best. I hate to see all of those injuries. But one thing that has happened throughout this entire thing with everything that is going on, this division has gotten tighter. This is going to be a phenomenal AFC North. I do. I believe that the Browns are going to do well. I don't think that they are Super Bowl favorites like Cleveland thinks that they are and the whole world thinks that they are. Remember, even if you lose players like the Baltimore Ravens, the Steelers have lost players in the past. You're st- it's still a dangerous franchise. Don't count any of these teams out. I A lot of people have been counting out the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I picked against them this week just because it's just what's go- what it's the movie that's playing in my head. If they win this game and I'm celebrating, you know I'm the first person to eat crow and say, yeah, I was wrong because I'm married. I say I was wrong at least 17 <laughs> times a day, and that's before lunch. So with that being said, we're fans. If we knew the right answer, we'd be billionaires because we'd be putting it down every single week in Vegas. When I talked to Chase Claypool the other day, Jeff brought it up. There's a huge one of the questions I wanted to ask him was because the heart of the team and how much do you believe in yourself? Because a lot of pundits are saying that you guys are going to be like ninth in the AFC. It's like we are going to surprise people. And Jeff mentioned the position groups. He's seen what he's seen every day in practice. He really believes. This team believes. And I, Jeff said he believes. I know Dave believes. I believe in this team too. So I'm really excited. I don't know if they win this, win this game this week, but we talked about it earlier, about 2001. We could talk about 1997, AFC Championship game. They, they lost that week too. They've lost a lot. They were in the AFC Championship game in 94, lost in week one too. Week one losses do happen. It's how you grow from that and what you're putting together. And what I think this team is putting together is going to be magic. Very well said. Dave, go ahead. Final thoughts. Okay, final thoughts. If you're one of those overly optimistic people, <clears throat> Jeff Hartman, then that you, let's say you projected the Steelers to go 12 and five this year. That's pretty ambitious. If you were to look at the Steelers schedule and pick out five losses, chances are this would be one of them. Even if you have the Steelers going for 12 wins because of the difficulty of this game. Now it still doesn't mean that the Steelers can't win this game. What I'm saying is, is that, 
what we're going to learn about the Pittsburgh Steelers for this season is going to me is going to be even more than just whether it's a slash in the win column or a slash in the loss column. That we you want to see the Steelers go into this game and come out with positive things. You want to see the offensive line doing a good job. You want to see the Steelers moving the ball. You want to see the defense coming up with stops and putting pressure on the quarterback. There's so many things to take away from it. And then if the Steelers get this victory, my goodness, what's not holding this team back anymore? That would be huge for this team to go into Buffalo and win in week one with a new coordinator and with everything else going on. That would be enormous. So just remember that, fans, that you there's, there hopefully is still going to be plenty of good things to take from this game. And if one of them is a victory, then the sky's the limit. All right, let's get to this uh, super chat here. Tom Muir gives us $5. Appreciate the tip. He said, sorry, bad. They lost all those AFC championship games. I'd rather look at the last time they had the hardest schedule and that end result. Well, we well, know that was 2009. They might have had, no, well, 2008 season. Right. Right. They might have had another hardest schedule in there as well. There might have been one since. I'm not sure. It kind of depends on how you break it down. But yeah, I, we know what you're saying. When yeah. let's, let's remember 2008. All right, so that does it. Make sure that you follow BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and also on our podcast platform so that you get all of our shows, not just the live shows on YouTube, but also all of our audio. That's our morning lineup. That's also this new, brand-new noon lineup, which is absolutely killing it, so make sure you check those out. Uh, And then, my goodness, we'll be back next week talking about the Steelers and Raiders in week two. the things it's it's like a snowball. It's getting rolling. Yeah. Hope you already enjoy the game. We'll be back on Sunday after the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers post game show. So check us out there. In the meantime, go Steelers and Dave. Why don't you send us out? Hey, there it is. Have a good one, everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.